Welcome to IFL Science The Big Questions, the podcast where we invite the experts to explore the biggest mysteries of science with your host, Dr. Alfredo Carpinetti. Welcome to IFL Science The Big Questions, a series where we ask experts some of the most pressing mysteries of science, technology, and humanity. I'm your host, Dr. Alfredo Carpinetti, IFL Science Senior Science Writer. And it's my great pleasure to welcome Dr. Elise Delchambre, Risk and Opportunity Manager Officer at ITER, the International Thermonuclear Experimental Reactor, an experimental nuclear fusion power plant being built in the south of France. The question this time is, can we achieve unlimited energy? And the key to that could be in humanity's mastery of nuclear fusion. Dr. Delchambre, it's a pleasure speaking to you today. Could you please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your work at IDER? Thank you, Alfredo, and I'm really delighted to, to discuss with you this morning about uh, fusion energy. Uh, so yeah, I am Elise Delchambre. Uh, I am French, as you can hear, and I did my I did a PhD uh, 18 years ago now uh, in plasma physics. Uh, I did it uh, in France, uh, in the south of France, at CEA, on an experimental uh, fusion device uh, called Tor Supra. Um, after my PhD, uh, I went to UK, actually, uh, to work on MAST, so the Mega Ampere Spherical Tokamak, uh, at the Cullam Science Center in the south of Oxford. Uh, and then I went back to, to France, uh, and I started my career as a physicist, uh, mainly working in infrared thermography, uh, which is a methodology to, to measure temperature f using uh, radiation from a, a surface, carbon surface. Uh, then I also um, uh, was a physicist in uh, visible spectroscopy. Uh, almost nine years ago, I moved uh, from physics to project management because uh, I like to, to see an idea uh, becoming a reality. Uh, and um, uh, in 2018, uh, I joined the ITER team, so the ITER project, as a risk and opportunity management officer, so, and uh, in particular in the machine construction department. Uh, so my job is mainly to, to interact with the uh, engineer uh, in charge of the assembly and the construction of the machine and to uh, identify events uh, that could impact positively or negatively the schedule, the performance uh, or the cost of the project. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Um, with your expertise, could you tell us a little bit about how nuclear fusion works? Uh, let's start by uh, saying that fusion, reaction fusion, it's a natural uh, event uh, that occurs uh, in, in the universe uh, since now uh, 13.8 billion of years, since the beginning of the universe. So it's, um, it's a reaction uh, that fuels and that power uh, stars. Um, and for example, our sun, um, uh, and the weight of our sun is uh, 300,000 um, heavier than the Earth. And thanks to that, with the gravitation, uh, inside the, in the core of the Earth, 
uh, of the sun, uh, you have big temperature. Uh, so it's temperature in the core of the sun is uh, 15,000, uh, 15 million of degrees. And with that temperature, you have a new state of the matter. So, uh, and this new state of the matter is called plasma. And plasma is a fourth state of the matter. So, you know, solid, you know, liquid, you know, gas. And when you heat up a gas, um, actually, electron and nucleus are free, free to move. Uh, and since we have uh, electric charge, so uh, negative electric charge for electron and positive electric charge for nucleus, uh, when you put a nuclear when you put a, a electric charge in a magnetic field, uh, you can uh, shape the move and the trajectory and you can control the plasma. Um, and uh, in the sun, uh, we know that since uh, the last century, uh, 1920, uh, we, um, actually it's Eddington who proposed that uh, the sun um, fuse hydrogen and to, into helium. And uh, the difference of mass between two hydrogen and one helium uh, is energy, thanks to the relation E equal mc square. Uh, and uh, so basically, it is a big source of energy, the energy inside a nucleus. And um, uh, it's something, as I said, something natural uh, because uh, plasma constitutes 99% of the universe. Uh, and actually, thanks to um, fusion, uh, we are made of stardust. Uh, and um, uh, this is why it's just a big quest and it's just a big dream to recreate on Earth what happened in all the stars in the, in the universe. Because the, the aim is really to create from very light uh, atoms, bigger atoms. Uh, and in the sun, it's hydrogen uh, transforming into helium. If I understand correctly, the sun uses uh, hydrogen, regular hydrogen, one proton, one electron, and fuse it into helium, but that's not what the nuclear fusion power plant we use, that we'd be using deuterium, which is this heavier version of hydrogen, which one proton and one neutron, and tritium that has one proton and two neutrons. So it's same process, but slightly different uh, materials that we throw in. What we want to do uh, in, in the research in magnetic fusion uh, is to do on Earth deuterium-tritium fusion reaction. And uh, while in the sun you have big gravity uh, and big density and high temperature, you can um, trigger a fusion reaction. In Earth, it's a bit more complex uh, because we, we have to recreate um, a fav favorable condition uh, to trigger fusion. And to do that, it's a big difference. Uh, it's, it's a gas, so it's a ionized, ionized gas, a plasma, uh, with a very low density, uh, but with big, bigger uh, temperature. In the, in the core of the sun, you have 50,000 uh, million of degrees, uh, 15 million of degrees. And uh, on Earth, we need uh, to have 150 uh, million of degrees, so time uh, ten times uh, hotter uh, than in the core of the sun.
To do that, uh, to, uh, in a concrete terms, uh, we need to inject a gas. So basically, in the ITER device, it's two grams of deuterium tri tritium in, in a big vacuum, uh, so 800 meters cube, so big, big volume, and a, a little quantity of gas, so two grams. Uh, so we inject. Uh, and um, uh, with, we inject in, um, in a magnetic cage. Uh, and in the magnetic field, particles start to move. And this creates a current, what we call a plasma current. And when, when there is a current, there is naturally, uh, like uh, in, a, in a copper conductor, uh, you, have a, you heat up the plasma. You heat up, uh, and um, you also use additional heating because the aim is really to have uh, 150 uh, uh, million of degrees. And we heat up with antennas, uh, like a microwave, like the microwave we have in the kitchen. Uh, we also have a different kind of uh, heating system uh, with neutral beam. Uh, and thanks to that, uh, we can switch on uh, the plasma and start uh, uh, nuclear fusion, either with hydrogen, but what is um, interesting uh, to, um, um, for electricity, for sources of electricity, uh, is to control uh, the fusion of deuterium and tritium. That is absolutely fascinating. It's... Uh... <sighs> I am always blown away about uh, how much in um, just uh, over a century we have learned uh, in uh, from uh, have barely an idea what an atom what inside an atom was uh, to actually understanding uh, uh, its components and actually manipulating so knowing really so much about nuclear fusion how are we doing how good are we at it? Are we got any way into mastering uh, this energy source? Uh, what, what you need to know is um, when we are talking about sustainable energy with fusion, uh, it is because uh, for future uh, fusion devices, uh, we need um, two sources, two um, two principal fuels. Uh, so the first one is deuterium, and deuterium is just a heavy uh, hydrogen atom, and we need also lithium. Uh, and uh, lithium, uh, as well as, um, uh, as uh, uh, deuterium, uh, can be found in seawater. So that's why it's an amazing source uh, of energy, and that's why we are talking about uh, sustainable. Um, Having said that, in order to, to, to face uh, the climate emergency uh, and also uh, the increase in terms of uh, electricity demand, um, uh, we need to play uh, with several downs uh, on the, on the uh, chessboard. And let's say that fusion is one down on the, on the chessboard. Uh, and um, um, working in uh, fusion uh, is really to expect uh, that before the end of the century, we will be able to uh, produce electricity, 
based on the um, reaction of deuterium, uh, fusion reaction of deuterium and tritium. What are the challenges in making nuclear fusion happen? Uh, a fusion community um, uh, needs to control uh, and have different challenges. And we have five main challenges uh, to succeed uh, in, in fusion. The first one is to um, uh, maintain and control um, hot, turbulent plasma uh, over a long period of time. So this is the first uh, thing we have to, to handle. The second thing is to um, 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 absorb the energy of the neutron because uh, uh, the fusion reaction between deuterium and tritium create helium particle and a neutron. Helium particle is, it's, is a, it's a gas, huh? it's a, like in a, in a balloon. Uh, and uh, it's uh, important to, to maintain the temperature of the plasma. And neutron, this is what we want, because with the neutron, we can heat up a system of water cooling and then produce electricity. Uh, but the big challenge is to absorb this, this uh, neutron energy without uh, damaging uh, the vacuum vessel around and all the components around. So it's in terms of technology, it's also a big challenge. The third uh, challenge also is to create tritium inside the machine because we, we want to do deuterium-tritium, but deuterium is coming from seawater, but tritium is not something natural on Earth. So we have to, and is radioactive. So we, we need to create inside the machine, the tritium. And to do that, we need lithium because with one neutron and one lithium, we can create tritium. So it's uh, the third challenge is to, to have a specific components uh, so that we call the tritium uh, module blanket that can transform lithium into tritium and then inject that tritium in the machine. The fourth challenge also is the power exhaust because uh, as we have million, uh, hundreds of million degrees inside the plasma, on the edge uh, we have superconductive coil actively cooled uh, at 4 Kelvin, so it's quite cold, uh, and we need to to to, uh, to enable to um, uh, to use uh, uh, that energy that. Um, uh, power load and to control that and to exhaust uh, this power load. And this is a, a scientific and technically, uh, technological uh, uh, challenge in terms of plasma facing components. And the, the last challenge also is to um, uh, is the maintenance uh, of such a device. So ITER basically uh, it will be the first um, Tokamak, because Tokamak is a, is a name for a magnetic chamber uh, for fusion. Uh, and ITER will be the, the first Tokamak to handle all these challenges uh, in a row. Uh, it's an integrated approach, and this is the first time. Uh, ITER also, what is important to, to know about ITER, uh, that it will be the 
the biggest uh, tokamak in the world. Uh, and um, why it's big, why ITER it, it's uh, so big, uh, is because when, we, when I started in, in, uh, in Fusion, uh, what we knew is that to, uh, to increase the probability of, um, of uh, particles to collide and to fuse, you, we need a big volume. We need a big volume to increase uh, this probability of, of uh, collision and fusion. Uh, we started uh, uh, with that. And um, uh, ITER, in that sense, uh, with a bigger capability compared with the current device in the world, uh, can, uh, can um, uh, reach uh, uh, what we call burning plasma. Uh, so, because okay, so ITER uh, something also important. ITER will not uh, produce electricity. Uh, ITER is a, is a big tokamak, uh, but it's an experiment, experimental uh, um, reactor. And the aim for ITER, for the scientific community, is to prove the feasibility of fusion uh, as a source uh, of energy for the production of electricity. So ITER is an experimental reactor. The step uh, after that uh, is to, to have um, um, a prototype, industrial prototype that will produce electricity. But the first step is ITER. Um, to, do, to do fusion reaction, we know how to do it, and we did it already, and we did it already with deuterium and tritium, for instance. Uh, uh, TFTR, uh, Tokamak in US, uh, all Tokamak in US, but also JET in UK, uh, already uh, did fusion reaction with deuterium tritium. Uh, JET also uh, was very close to pr produce uh, the same amount of energy that the machine itself used to switch on the, the reaction. And uh, to produce uh, as much as energy we use, this is called ignition. Uh, so this, this is a factor one, let's say factor one. Uh, and uh, for jet, it was 0.7. So we were quite close to succeed with that. But we need now a, a bigger and bigger machine. This is called ITER. And... Um, uh, the, the objective, the future objective of, uh, of ITER during his operation will be to have an amplification factor of 10. Wow. Uh, it means uh, produce 10, 10 times energy than we use. Uh, so, so this is a uh, big, big, uh, really a challenge. And the machine uh, will, uh, will start in 2025. We will have a second phase of assembly because we need also to uh, to install inside the, the vacuum vessel uh, a specific components uh, to sustain high temperature and for the power exhaust. And then we will have a, a second run, uh, the, what we call the DT operation, the terium tritium operation, uh, in 2035. So we expect to have uh, a burning plasma uh, um, in 2025 with a full power in 2038. And uh, when I'm talking about um, burning plasma, it means also that uh, at some point we need energy to switch on the plasma and to uh, initiate and to trigger fusion reaction. And then uh, we need a self-heated plasma. 
uh, and with uh, within ether, uh, a burning plasma. Uh, it means that uh, we can uh, we initiate uh, fusion. We create helium particle, high energetic helium particle, and um, and helium particles maintain the temperature. Uh, and then you can switch off your uh, heating uh, system and uh, the plasma is self-heated uh, and this is a, what we call a burning plasma which is, which is a, the biggest quest uh, in, a, in a scientific uh, community uh, in fusion. That is fantastic. And uh, based on the dates, uh, uh, I kept thinking of this... Uh, all jokes. So I am a physicist by background and I've heard uh, since I started, so almost a decade ago, that nuclear fusion is always 20 years away and it's something that has been said, I think, since the 70s. But with your timescale of getting a self-sustained burning plasma by 2038, it feels that maybe we really are just 20 years away from maybe not a fully built uh, uh, fusion power plant, but something really close to it. Do so you think that is possible that by, I don't know, 2050, we will be having commercial fusion power plants? Um, when I started, to, to, to be honest, when I started, uh, 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 it was 50 years away. <laughs> <laughs> It was even even longer. Um, if we carry on with uh, with ITER, let's say that okay, ITER, I'm I'm convinced that we will have a burning plasma in ITER in the awesome. in the coming decade. Uh, after that, uh, we need to uh, to deploy a fusion reactor at a, at an industrial level. Uh, and uh, if you um, if you project uh, in the time scale. Based on the current uh, ITER configuration, uh, um, a power plant based on fusion will be more end of the century. Okay. Uh, and it's we we need also to understand that it is a bit too late uh, to uh, to provide answer for climate change. But when I started uh, uh, physics in fusion. Um, what we knew uh, is that the size of the machine must be big. Uh, and, um, but now we have a, a new scientific breakthrough. Uh, I think in that domain, something happening in the fusion community, uh, something really big. Uh, and uh, while uh, ITER is, is paving, paving the way uh, for industrial scale, because uh, clearly during the, uh, the assembly and the construction of the machine, uh, we are managing and very well handling a technical challenge because it's big, massive components, uh, specifically, for instance, for um, uh, actively um, called uh, supraconductive coils. So this is the first one, first time uh, we are building such big uh, coils. We, we know how to build uh, uh, superconductive, but at such a scale, this is uh, uh, the first, uh, first time. So already um, we, we have 
a bunch of qualified uh, industry in the world capable of uh, producing uh, such, uh, such a critical components for fusion. So this is already good news. But in parallel, um, uh, UK, but also United States, uh, are working in parallel uh, on a, a, a new technology. Uh, and this change, uh, this could change really uh, the future progress of, of fusion uh, because now we are able, um, so it's a sign, that's why I'm calling, I'm, I'm talking about uh, scientific breakthrough. We are able to, to um, build um, supraconductive coal at high temperature. Uh, so now, uh, before at the beginning of ITER, we have a kind of limitation in terms of magnetic field. But now, with with a new technology uh, and uh, uh, with, um, with uh, combining scientific, uh, scientific uh, combining scientific approach uh, and and uh, industry, uh, we will be soon uh, able to produce. Uh, um, new type of uh, superconductive coil uh, working at higher temperature uh, with bigger magnetic field. And um, to, to have a burning plasma and to, to, to have a, a self-heating um, plasma, uh, we have two choices. Either we increase the size of the machine or uh, we increase uh, the... Uh, the magnetic field, and now it may be possible uh, to uh, to study different type of device. Uh, that's why UK is proposing to to work on a, on a project called Step uh, and to build as soon as possible uh, during the uh, the coming decades uh, a fusion device uh, capable of directly um, produce electricity. Uh, in US, uh, you have also the MIT uh, working with a startup, uh, Commonwealth uh, Fusion System, I think. Uh, and uh, they, are, they are designing a new type of tokamak, uh, smaller tokamak with a higher uh, magnetic field um, called the Spark. Uh, so, okay, 50 years away, maybe not. And I think we will see a, a big change in the century. Uh, but we, in the landscape of uh, renewable energy, I think we need, uh, we need also to consider all uh, sources of low carbon energy. Uh, I mean, uh, it, it's a mixed uh, energy mix, really. So we, I think we need to consider uh, fusion fission also because it's a low carbon energy and uh, it's, uh, it's difficult to get rid of that because it uh, can help uh, to, uh, uh, for, the, uh, to, for the climate emergency. But we, we need also to combine with photovoltaic and uh, hydroelectricity uh, and wind also. Uh, so there is no one big solution. There is a mix of solutions that you have to adapt uh, depending on the, the place in the earth, if you have space for wind and photovoltaic, uh, and also depending on the demand, local demand, and also the capability to store energy and also the capability to, uh, uh, to, to connect to the, to, to, to the grid. Um, and um, 
Okay, this is my vision, and I, I think uh, in uh, in ITER the, the main message is, is really uh, fusion will be uh, part of the energetic uh, mix in, in the coming uh, decades. Wonderful, thank you very much. I have just one final question: What is something you would want everyone to know about nuclear fusion? Nuclear fusion is completely different from a, a fission reaction. Of course, we are talking about energy inside the, the nucleus, but it's completely different. And the main difference, and that's why we are the whole community in the world is working hard to find a solution, uh, is because, for instance, there is no runaway uh, in, a, in a fusion uh, um, uh, reactor. Uh, if you Uh, switch on uh, the machine, uh, uh, you just shut down a fusion reaction. Um, if you uh, don't, if you stop injecting gas inside the machine, uh, the, the plasma switch off also. Um, so we can, it's so hard to, um, uh, to create the best uh, condition uh, for fusion reaction because you, you need a, a Uh, to 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 have the best time confinement, uh, best temperature, best density, control the turbulence. Uh, so there is no and there is a very low density. It's only two grams of deuterium tritium uh, in a, in a big volume. Uh, so there is no run, uh, risk of runaway uh, like in fission, and also uh, there is no um, uh, high long term high radioactive waste. Um, this is also the reason why I started in fusion because uh, 20, 30 years ago and 50 years ago, it was already uh, a, a way to see uh, nuclear uh, energy. Uh, it was uh, the future of nuclear energy without any high uh, active, active uh, radioactive waste. So it's uh, uh, we. we It is worth it is worth spending time, spending money, uh, and spending uh, um, best effort and uh, putting industry and scientific all together to to try and to try hard. Wonderful! Thank you very much for speaking to me today about uh, the future of energy. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for listening to IFL Science, The Big Questions. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And join us next time when we'll be examining the composition of the cosmos. Have a great day.